Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. How are you doing today, Boo? I'm good. I feel a little frazzled. It's one of those, today's Monday that we're recording today, and I just feel like um, I'm run a little bit all over the place and, you know, trying to get ready for our podcast, but then there was some work to do beforehand, as some of our listeners know, you know, we got job jobs, as we keep saying, <laughs> but, um, you know, this is, uh, again, something that's a passion for us, and I'm happy to be here, but, you know, I had to pull myself together for today. And as of this recording, it is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, boo. Yeah, thank you so much. I was going to say you look so nice in your Valentine's Day themed blazer. Look at you looking all handsome. Oh, thank you. I had to, I had to bust out the red um, suede blazer. Thank you. Well, I didn't get that memo because I have my Black History Month themed t-shirt. It's a Black woman on there and she has some nice words. I'm Black, I'm bold, mm-hmm. I'm beautiful and I try to keep up with the theme because I have my hair wrapped again with my black head wrap and some orange bamboo earrings. Looking fiercely black. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So yes, happy Valentine's Day. And again, happy Black History Month. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, speaking of frazzled, I was uh, at the gym the other day and uh, I was working out uh, doing bicep curls. Um, oh, look at you! Yes, look I know. at you showing off. So, but yeah, actually, I was on the on the preacher curl stand. For those of you who work out who understand the preacher curls, and I was using the barbells to do that, uh, the biceps. And you know, sometimes I don't know about you guys out there, but I sometimes if I'm pushing really hard to get the the set out, and I'm you know just squeezing like you're supposed to do. I, I don't want this to sound all you know, sensual and sexual, but I mean, uh, it is Valentine's Day. (laughs) It'd be the time (laughs) to talk about it. But no, I was was just doing my reps. And then uh, I don't know what happens, but like, I guess it changed the shape of my ear, one of my ears, because my earbud popped out, you know, and I was like, you were working extra hard. I guess I was in that work. I was squinting and (laughs) and trying to grunt silently because I don't want to be one of those people that grunts out loud. (laughs) But you know, But I, um, it, the earbud popped out and I saw it and I was like, nothing I could do about it because I'm not going to stop my set to go pick it up. And then hopefully I'm always hoping, it's happened a few times, not very often, but I always hope, please no one pick it up. Of course, that day uh, somebody comes by and it's this huge muscular dude, very good looking guy. And he leans down and he's about to pick it up. And I look at him and he's looking at me and <laughs> We're having this eye contact moment. And because I have a mask on, I can't fully articulate to him, please don't pick it up. But <laughs> you had an eye conversation. <laughs> yeah, basically. But the eye conversation went all wrong because based on I guess the way my non-existent eyebrows were moving, he figured, oh, he wants me to pick it up. So he picked up my earbud. And then that was nice of him though. <laughs> well, yeah, it was very nice. I, I appreciate that a lot. I really do. It's nice that gym etiquette is really, the people at my gym, they really have nice etiquette for the most part. But, um, you know, at that point, I still felt bad because I didn't want to stop my set. So I, luckily I only had two more reps to do and I finished it out and I grabbed the uh, ear pod, uh, earbud from him and, you know, thanked him and he moved and he went on his merry way. But now I'm like, okay, now I have this earbud, which was on the ground Ew. and has, has this man's 
wet wet and prints on it and i'm like okay let me you just go over that back in your ear oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> um you know bougie folk do not do that so <laughs> i went over to the disinfectant and i you know kind of was kind of uh, sprayed it down a little bit, dried it off with my towel, and then stick it back in my ear and good to go. But you know, that's, um, I think most people would be mortified in that situation, but I, I've gotten over shame and embarrassment a long time ago. It wasn't embarrassing to me. I was grateful to him. It was funny to me. Uh, and it was really kind of him to want to pick it up, especially in this day of COVID. I, we keep talking about COVID every episode, but it's just, it's just a fact of life right now. Yeah. And we, but it just, because uh, there have been times where Normally, in pre-COVID, if people drop things, I would quickly pick it up for them. Oh, of and, course, and, and, yeah. But now I have to question, do they want me to pick it up? Because uh, if, even if I do, maybe they didn't want me to, right? Well, so. that would require you to get close to them and then touch something personal. And then, of course, exactly. you know, you don't want to touch other people's things, like you said. So, so well. it, it's, it, it makes things protocol different. Yeah. But the earbud, again, I appreciate him picking it up. Uh, I, I just didn't know how I felt about it because my eye contact was off with him and maybe it's because I'm too Asian I don't know <laughs> stop it no. well shout out to the nice hunky sweaty gym guy to yeah. pick up your ear pod so and dropping an ear pod is probably more common right at least you didn't drop it like in the bottom of a subway or something like oh, that yeah. would be gross. thank goodness no yeah well <laughs> I'll be buying a new pair after that so, well, that's good that you're in the gym and working on your body. So it's funny because I recently went to the dentist. So working on my smile, you know, working on my grill. Yeah. You know, part of being bougie is working on that appearance, keeping it up. I mean, we, we all want to look good. We should want to look good. And so years ago, I'm talking about when I was like in fourth grade, I had braces. I had braces from fourth grade to sixth grade. And when I finally got them off in sixth grade, they gave me a retainer, but it was like an Invisalign retainer. So I never had the permanent retainer that some people get. So maybe mm -hmm. during that time, they were like moving away from the permanent retainer, moving away from the headsets. Thank God, because I would not want to well, wear a headset to bed. <laughs> now that you bring that up, I'm sorry, but I was a person who suffered from having to wear a headset. I'm sorry. The headgear, um, I look like trap jaw from he-man if people are familiar <laughs> with that character i had the big uh harness around my, the top of my head and the wire going around the front oh, of my mouth no. it looked like i had a helmet on and people are like thinking can you get radio stations with that <laughs> well so you had to sleep with that through the night right like did that did that affect your sleep at all or um i don't know luckily i'm not a person who rolls around too much so okay. but yeah it was it was i Looking back, I don't think I got um, heckled by the, my classmates very much. So yeah. I don't remember being tortured by people because I had to wear it. Oh, so, wait, you had to wear it during the day too? I oh, thought yeah, it was just I, a I know. nighttime thing. I had, my teeth were so bad, I had to wear it at, oh, at home, no. uh, at school too, sorry. Oh. But yeah, so I wore it to school. And oh, so everybody wow. saw me, but I don't have any nightmares of people making fun of me for it. Well, okay. So I was under the impression that the headgear was only worn at night, but I'm, thank you for letting me know, like sometimes well, you have to wear it all day. There is a, there's a difference between Cam and I age-wise. So Not that much of a difference. I know, but the, 
there was a, probably enough of a gap where the technology got better <laughs> in terms of braces and headgear and things like that. Well, because now kids don't have to wear headgear at all, barely. No, well, it's it's like the Invisalign style retainer. Yeah. But so now that I have grown up, um, I've noticed some shifting right in the bottom row. So the top row, perfect. And I'm very fortunate that when I smile, you only see the top row. My bottom lip is like juicy enough to, <laughs> to cover the shifting on the bottom row. But I went to the dentist because I wanted some information on possibly getting Invisalign. And so I was ignorant. I thought maybe I could just get one Invisalign for the bottom row, but I didn't know that you had to get two. Like there's no way that they can just do the mold for the bottom. It has to go with the top as well. So they said that, yeah, no problem. It would be just a year treatment because my bottom has not shifted that much, but you can see a difference. But what I was kind of irritated with was, so one dentist told me that your gums, like there's muscles in your gums and there's muscle memory. So even when you have braces and you get the braces taken off because there's muscle memory in your gums, your teeth want to shift back to how they were. So I'm like thinking, okay, if you know that, why wouldn't you just give me a permanent retainer? Why would you give a kid in sixth grade an Invisalign retainer that I probably wore maybe for a year? And then after that, I was like, oh, forget this because my teeth are never going to shift. Well, and then when I went to see the orthodontist, he said that your teeth naturally shift as you age. So he said that there's a subtle difference between your jawline. And so because I am older now, I'm no longer, you know, in elementary or whatever, my teeth have naturally shifted. Again, if you knew this was naturally going to happen, give me a permanent retainer <laughs> because now I'm no longer on my parents' insurance, right? So this is going to be coming out of my pocket. So they gave me two scenarios. The first scenario is with the Invisalign, which I went for the consultation for. So Invisalign is $5,000. And Ooh. I know, I was like, for two little plastic pieces? <laughs> and I'm fortunate enough to have health insurance and dental insurance. And my insurance covers $1,000 of it. So the balance for me would be $4,000. And yeah, I would that's have, it. that's it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it. But when, when I compare it to the regular braces, you'll be like, oh, okay. I'm kind of tempted just to go the regular braces route. Cause I mean, $4,000 balance and you could be putting that towards a vacation <laughs> to the Maldives. Yeah. To the Maldives <laughs> and not your teeth. Well, okay. And so half of the balance is due up front. So that would be $2,000. Mm -hmm. And then the rest would be paid monthly. And so when I did the 2000 divided by 12, because, you know, they promised it would only be a year of treatment if I wore the Invisalign religiously, how I'm supposed to wear it. $167 a month, which is fine, right? Mm -hmm. That number did not scare me. But that balance up front, it's like forking over two G's up front. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, what's my other option, right? <laughs> so the other option was regular braces. And those are just $2,000. And my insurance- What's the balance? 
That's for the Invisalign. Exactly. Well, and my insurance covers a thousand of it. So I'll have a 1K balance Mm -hmm. and then you pay half up front. And so, I mean, basically what's half of the balance is $500 and 500 divided by 12 is nothing per month. That is a nice fine dining meal. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just like thinking, but again, I was like, I am older now. I'm in my mid thirties. Do I really want to be walking around with braces? No shade to people who have braces because I had braces, but also having the traditional braces is kind of a hassle, right? Because you want to brush your teeth after every meal. And then you have to worry about the actual braces, cutting your gums and things like that. And I'm like, I don't want to go through that because I went through that in fourth grade through the sixth grade. So that's kind of my dilemma right now. And then I, I told the dentist, I was like, I'm concerned, you know, because I don't want like the metal braces. So then they're like, oh, we have clear braces. So with the clear brackets and the clear wires, mm-hmm. but I've done a little bit of research and the foods you eat actually turn the clear back brackets and the clear wires a different color. So it's like, oh. I don't want to be walking around with like brown braces. So it's like people can see the mold coming into the pool if you don't get it clean. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, she had like a broccoli and spinach salad and she probably has some cheese on it because I see all of that in Look at that algae in her mouth. (laughs) So I don't know, but like I said, luckily my bottom lip, you know, covers the little shift that's happening down there. That's the thing though, you you want these braces and I understand why you do, Um, but your teeth look great as as they are. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, boo. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my, my little dilemma I'm going through. So like you looking at the guy, like, are you gonna pick it up? Don't pick it up. I got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Me, I'm like, do I want Invisalign? Do I want regular braces or no braces? But then if I don't get braces 10 years from now, am I going to be pissed because I didn't yeah. make the decision just to get the braces to correct the shift on my bottom row? But you might also be too old to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true be like whatever Jesus loves me still <laughs> I was gonna say but you know your smile is kind of like one of the first things people see right mm-hmm. and if you have a great smile I think that contributes to your confidence you know exactly. like and so if you're confident and strong and you're like I know my teeth look good how you doing you know but if your teeth don't look so good be like you're going to be smiling with your, me personally, I'll be smiling with my mouth closed. Yeah. Not open. <laughs> well, unfortunately, uh, you know, physical appearance is uh, one of the main factors that people judge others on right away, whether or not they want to uh, feel attracted to someone or feel that they feel confident in that person, or if they even want to talk to a person, right? Just yeah. uh, uh, because, you know, the, some, so the way someone might dress doesn't necessarily reflect the, that they're the greatest or kindest person. Exactly. But you'll never know because you don't want to talk to them because of that, you know? Yeah. Well, and it matters what's on the inside, right? It's not always what's on the outside. So that's what we say, but <laughs> I have to I have to see people actually preaching. That. Like that's what we say, but then we want to go get braces. And then we want to go get work on our faces. Well, not me, but I'm just saying it's, in it's general. a thing now. Yeah. yeah. But a, in reality, we're, we're all judged on our physical appearance, which does 
send a blow to people's confidence. So, you know, and it's funny that you're bringing that issue up because recently I had a student I was working with and he didn't feel confident at all in many ways mm -hmm. in regard to, in regards to his schoolwork, he didn't feel confident, but as well as just his overall being as a young person in this society he's in now in college. Mm -hmm. And he just, just admitted to me that, you know, he wished he could feel more confident in what he was doing, not just at school, but just in life in general. Mm -hmm. And so, and then he did say to me that he admires how I present myself in a confident Aww, manner. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, it was very kind of him to say. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the thing, if you put out that confidence, people will notice it. Mm -hmm. And regardless, you know, I'm, you know, I don't think I'm ugly, but I'm not the best looking person in the world where people are going to say, you know, he's Instagram worthy, he should be a model. But I don't think that you know, that should detract from me being confident about who I am, what I am. And I, I really like the way I look. So, you know, I don't care what other people think. And I was trying to tell this young man that, you know, you just have to feel that inner confidence in yourself, regardless mm -hmm. of what people think of you. Yeah. It's what you think of yourself, right? Yeah. And I think very highly of myself as people, <laughs> people around me know I have a little bit too much, I think. <laughs> well, I will say, so I've always been a confident person. And I think that also attributes to how you were brought up, right? Like how you're raised and, you know, making sure your parents kind of instilled that confidence in you. But also too, now that I'm a little bit older, the confidence grows as you grow. Mm -hmm. Because I can remember when I was in college, I was confident, but yeah, you see, you know, other people and you're like, wow, you know, I wish I had the confidence to wear that or to dye my hair or whatever the case may be. Right. So I think it comes with age, um, you know, growing your confidence, but I think also it's important to note that that student was able to open up to you and to tell you that, right. Because you being able to tell him, you know, to coach him on it, to help him grow his confidence. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I, I appreciate that he was able to feel open enough to do that because it does take a certain type of uh, atmosphere and environment that you create for someone to feel comfortable enough, especially in an educational setting. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of our students are withdrawn, uh, you know, because those of you who are in education know that if you ask an, a closed ended question like, uh, do you understand? Even if they don't, they're going to say, I do. Gonna, yeah. yeah, I do. They don't want to be that one person to raise their hand and then for the whole class to look at them like, really, you're going to keep us here an extra 10 minutes. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or they're just trying to shut down the conversation and move on. Yeah. You know? so. But that's why you have to ask these open-ended questions. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like you ask them instead of, do you understand? Can you show me that you understand? Right. Yeah. And so when he was um, expressing his lack of confidence, I tried to give him perspective, but I know it's difficult coming from where he is. Like you said, when you were in college, mm -hmm. you looked at other people and you're at a point in your age where you haven't lived enough life to gain that confidence. I think mm -hmm. where I was trying to tell him, look, as you get older, you'll gain the confidence because you'll experience things. And it is true. As you get older, you kind of don't care what other people think for the most part. No. <laughs> and there, there are people who will still do that, but as you let go of a lot more things as you get older. Oh, and you that's, do? Yeah. That's why you see these elderly people who don't give a flying F. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it always goes back to are these people paying my bills are these people gonna make me dinner are these people washing my dishes you know it's like mm -hmm. these, these people they have nothing to do with you and that's their issue right if they want to question me or 
you know, look at me sideways, go ahead, go ahead and do it. But I'm confident enough in myself to know that I'm successful and I'm smart, I'm beautiful. And I mean, not to sound arrogant or anything, but those, that's what's going to help you, right? If people ever question you in any way, so. And I have a similar philosophy for myself is, how does their opinion of me change who I am or why should I even change my, the way I feel about myself? Because their words are their words my life is my life. That, that's their issue, not <laughs> exactly. mine. Exactly. So, so I just, I'm, thank you and have a nice day. I'm going to keep moving on. God bless you. <laughs> like, let me go ahead and book this flight to the next country. Because <laughs> I, there have been moments where people have said things to me and I'll say, and that affects me how? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so right on. Well, it's funny that we're talking about confidence because as we said earlier, it is Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. happy Valentine's Day once again to all the lovers and friends and acquaintances and everybody in between. <laughs> it just doesn't have to be for lovers. It can be for family, friends. I mean, I bought everyone in the office today some cute little boxes of chocolate and I made sure to get everybody one, right? Don't want to leave nobody out. <laughs> But in the spirit of Valentine's Day, I did want to talk about shooting your shot. And so again, being confident, right? Mm -hmm. And so let me just start by saying that these two instances, I'm not going to put a time on them, right? Because I don't want any of our future listeners or present listeners, whatever, being like, well, what was this and all this stuff. So I'm not disclosing a time for a reason, but I am sharing these stories. And uh, for the first story, I just want to set like the background or context. Okay, here we go. My boo. Oh, who me? (laughs) Was getting his office painted. And, you know, where we work at, there's a couple standard colors where you can have for your office. Mm, Because because my boo is bougie and we got pulled like that. He was able to get a special color approved. Yes. I did a special color and what that special color was at the time I did not know but I said look I don't want these colors that you're offering me and somehow by the grace of God I was able to pick pictures or not pictures of colors that I wanted to choose from and so then I got samples I was going all over the place and I'm like matching them against the the beige wall that I was currently looking at they're like sad (laughs) like the color sad I think the color is like, it promotes sadness. (laughs) It did. Yeah, it really did. So me being the way I am, you know, they also allowed me to change the layout of my office, the furniture, the flooring, and that's not, and so the way things are set up in my office in the area that I work looks like nothing else on campus. Like a lounge with white furniture. So yeah, I mean, and my aesthetic is very clean lines and, um, you know, I like monochromatic. Mm -hmm. And so my floors are like a gray slate tile wood kind of appearance. Mm -hmm. And then my tables are white and my walls, the pink color, this is what we're talking about. (laughs) I finally settled on this like really metallic silver. Beautiful color though, by the way. And it shines and sparkles. And I was just, I I was, I felt happy to have found that color. So (laughs) Uh, we went to the paint store. Yes. So, well, <laughs> thank you for inviting me to go to the paint store with you. Yes. We I need like a we whole made a day, day of out it. of it. Yeah. So I had, I needed a bougie boo buddy to come with me to look <laughs> at these things. 
and you know of course have a fabulous lunch as well <laughs> well and i know what you all are thinking yes paint stores still exist <laughs> because i mean for me i would just think like maybe go to home depot right and buy paint mm-hmm. or even buy it on amazon but no like dedicated paint stores are out there yeah but all right so we went to this paint store and as soon as i walk in it's like i didn't even see paint i didn't see paint i didn't see nothing else all I saw was this tall, fine oh, black comes. man mm. with like meat braids. And I was like, oh my God, he's fine. And it, it was like he had like a shine. It was kind of like he was shy. The shine was behind him for real. I promise you. And then we made eye contact, right? But he was assisting other customers. So I was just like, all right, well, he's busy, but man, I could appreciate a fine man. And there's one over there. So I start like looking at stuff and my boo is talking to the other salesmen about pain and I'm guessing like availability or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, and then I kind of look over and I see the same fine black man looking at me too. I said, okay, you know what? Two times we connect eyes. I got to shoot my shot. I was <laughs> like, I'm at this paint store. I'm probably never going to be at the paint store again. So let me just see where, where this goes. Yeah, when she said she was going to shoot her shot, I was like, you were going to what? I was like, you're going to actually approach this man? I sure am. Yeah, I mean, sure what do I have to lose? You know, I mean, if he says no, okay, but at least he knows that I appreciated that you look good to me. So everyone out there, this is confidence. <laughs> so I believe it was right after you got done did you pay for paint that day or you just placed the order? I think you No, I just placed the order. The or- I got the, the, the information I needed so we could place the order through our organization. Yeah. So then on the way out, he was no longer with the customer. So I walked over and I said, here's my number. You're cute. Text me or call me. Have a good day. <laughs> okay. Shot taken. Slam Shot done. taken. <laughs> slam dunk um on well not a slam dunk on god i'm getting that done (laughs) on getting that done yes yes and i mean i felt good and i was even happier because we was on our way to go eat dim sum so (laughs) even if he did not hit me up i was about to go eat lunch so it was all good and it was a beautiful day i just you know hey shoot your shot be confident Mm -hmm. well was it on the way to lunch or no, I believe it was on our way back to work. It was. On our way back to work, I received a text and the text was from a number that I did not have stored in my phone. And so I looked and it was the guy from the paint store. Oh, Mr. Paint Man. I said, okay, boo, look what happened. I said, the paint man's hitting me up. He's trying to mix colors with Cam. <laughs> make a beautiful shade (laughs) (laughs) so from the beginning he was like hey you know you look good you're cute thank you for giving me my number giving me your number excuse me and I'm not gonna lie I have a girlfriend but I'm all for giving someone the side this is when I was like what (laughs) what And from the, I was just like completely let down, right? Because I wasn't let down that he had a girlfriend because he was a fine man. So it didn't surprise me that he was with someone. 
I was let down because he was willing to, I guess, just have a booty call on the side, but be in a whole relationship. And that's a no-no on my part. So, I mean, if I was one of those people who didn't care and didn't respect relationships, of course, I would be all for it. But I mean, I respect relationships and I respect people and I respect people's love. So I was not going to do that. I didn't even know her. And I was like, oh man, my heart feels for her because just how he was so easy to say I'm in a relationship, but you know, we can sleep together though. What's up? He's probably done it countless yeah, times sure. before. I mean, if he's texting you with that response, I'm yes. sure. Yes. So, I mean, you have to be mindful. You can be confident and shoot your shot, but then also when it's time for you to just kind of go the other way, <laughs> just go the other way. Because again, I shot my shot and then I came with the result that was unfavorable. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a missed free throw right there. But. It was, but I was just, I was so disappointed. I was, but, you know, at the same time, it was, you're fortunate that he was open enough to tell you that because he could have just strung you along and not told you about his girlfriend. Yes, that's so, true. So thank that's goodness true. you knew and you were able to make that decision. And then you weren't caught up in some drama at the end where she's going to blame you, <laughs> which that's the part I don't understand is when the other partner blames the, the other person and they don't blame the partner they're with. Yes. It's like, you should be blaming that person. Exactly. Because he was the one trying to, you know, trying to get some on the side. And I did tell him, thank you for being upfront with me, but no, thank you. And I said, good luck with your relationship. She did. So, and I don't know if they're still together. I mean, if they are kudos to you, but mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, I was like, okay, I shot my shot, but there's just some not quality people out here. Yeah. But even though the result wasn't great, I do commend Mabu Kim for shooting her shot, built, taking that shot with that confidence that she had, because she just passed that number. You should have seen it. It was just a sly little slinky minx given the number <laughs> all seductively. And I was like, well, who is this woman? <laughs> like, have I, do I know her? Well, and I think it helped too that my outfit was cute that day. But I purposely wore a cute outfit because I know I was going to the paint store with my boo and we were going to lunch. So yeah. I just can't be looking any kind of way. <laughs> well, and I, I do tend to dress up uh, a little more than the most, uh, the average person on a daily basis. So, yes. uh, so I yeah. had to match your fly. I did. <laughs> so, but I also wanted to share a second time where I shot my shot. Now, this was like years in the making, right? <laughs> but <An> epic tale. <laughs> Well, sometimes you just got to let things like marinate and you can't rush it. Right. And once you know the perfect time, you'll sense it. So I will say that the current place where I live, I've lived there for a couple of years. And when I moved in, I peeped the fine neighbor across the street. <laughs> I was like, okay, but you know, I was busy trying to settle in and trying to get acclimated to my new space. And when we would see each other, we would just be like a wave, right? It's kind of like if you're just meeting a colleague or something for the first time or second time, you're just like, hey, how you just doing? Just be kind to your neighbors, just yeah. acknowledge each other in passing. So I would say about year two, maybe two and a half years in, it turned into, hey, how you doing? <laughs> right? So it's just like we built actual verbal communication. <laughs> 
first it was nonverbal and then it was verbal. That only took two years. You know, like I said, sometimes things gotta marinate. You gotta let it marinate. So then that's gonna it's gonna be flavorful. <laughs> Good things come for those who wait. <laughs> well, and then it got to, you know how was your day or little things about, you know, his life, but not too much. Right. But things that you share with your neighbor, especially if you're living by each other for a long period of time. So then I seen him walking a dog and I was in my car. And so I rolled my window down and I said, I didn't know you have a dog. And so this is when this was a cue that I took. And I was like, he didn't have to disclose this information, but he did. He said, this is not my dog. This is my ex-girlfriend's dog. <laughs> Emphasis <laughs> on ex. <laughs> he didn't have to say ex-girlfriend. You know, he could have said, this is my friend's dog, or I'm just pet sitting, right? Mm -hmm. But emphasis on ex. So I said, okay. I took that as a cue. So I said, we're going in the right direction here, <laughs> right? So... I was like, how am I going to, you know, give this man my number? Because again, it would be like months in between when we saw each other. I guess our schedules are different or whatever the case may be. Well, I was, I came home one day and I saw that his garage was up and I said, okay, his garage is up, but I don't see him. And I said, okay, how am I going to do this? I'm like, it's kind of creepy if I just go to his front door, right? That would seem too thirsty in my opinion. So it was approaching the holiday season and I had just bought all of these bottles of wine, not for myself, but for gifts, right? Because Ralph had this bomb sale. It was like buy six or more bottles, you get $18 off plus 30% off of each bottle. So I'm like, I'm getting these for gifts. So I was like, all right, I have all of this wine. I'm like, oh, I can put a cute little Christmas note on the wine bottle and just say happy holidays neighbor with my number. I was like, okay, I'll do that. Look at you strategizing. You have to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so did that and walk over to his garage and I just set it in the garage and I walked away. I was prepared to actually give it to him, but again, I didn't see him. So I said, you know what? I'll just set it down and go on about my day. And then I was like, all right, now we wait. <laughs> <laughs> so that night went by and I was like, okay, no text. The next day went by, no text. And I was a little bummed because I thought I would get a text between like, you know, the next 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, but a text message eventually came. And so the text message I received said, hey, neighbor, thank you so much for the wine. I originally went to, and he said another address because he thought someone else <laughs> had given him the wine. But he said, I looked at the note and noticed that it was you. So thanks again. And I was like, yep, got the number. <laughs> because that was my mission all along, right? I just needed a way to get his number to kind of like open up that dialogue. So I texted him back and I said, oh, enjoy your wine neighbor. You know, happy holidays, be safe. So then fast forward to a couple more months, because again, I'm not trying to be pushy, right? Like, yeah, I have what's, what's a couple more months after all these years? <laughs> <laughs> well, I happened to be leaving my house and it was like during, it was during the day, it was an odd 
work day or something. I don't even know. But anyway, he was leaving his house and I was walking outside of my house, walking into my garage. Mm-hmm. He saw me, he stopped his car. Oh. And then he rolled down the window. Good signs, right? Because mm-hmm. prior to that, it was no stopping the cars. Well, stopping the cars on my part, but not on his part. And so he wrote on his window and I said, Hey, did you enjoy that wine? And he said, I haven't drank it yet. So, and in retrospect, I should have said, well, do you need help drinking it? Because then that would have been like an open invitation to come over. But I wasn't thinking about that. I had a place to get to. And so my mind was, I got to get in my car and go. And so I said, okay, well, you know, enjoy it. He was like, well, you know, he tried to ask me about my profession and occupation, which is a good sign, right? Because he wants to know a little bit more. He wants to know more, yes. And so I was like really brief with it because again, I was running late and obviously he was on his way somewhere. But then the next day, I thought it was rude because I didn't ask him about his occupation. So I said, I texted him and I said, hey neighbor, you know, forgive me so much. I was in a rush yesterday but I forgot to ask you about your occupation. Then he let me know what his occupation was, but then he put night shift, which I was like, why are you telling me night shift? That was kind of like weird, but I was like, well, maybe he's trying to say that's why he's never, like whenever I I never see him maybe because he sleeps during the day and then he works at night, I don't know. But anyway, so then we start talking about family and he lets me know that he has four kids. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. I'm like, I don't have any kids. I have nieces and nephews. But then he goes on to tell me the ages of his kids. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He said, my oldest is 33, 27, 22, and 19. And I said- Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. I said, you look so good to have a 33-year-old. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Let's just say this man is old enough to be my daddy. (laughs) (laughs) So you've been under the assumption he was much younger. Yes. And he looks really good. Black don't crack. (laughs) Because it's not cracking on him. Like he looks really good. And he said, you know, thank you. Kind of runs in the family. And so from there, we haven't spoke. I haven't seen him. uh, We haven't text. But I just like knowing that I do have, have his phone number. I know he has four kids. Oh, and a 10-year-old granddaughter. I said, you a whole oh, grandpa. Uh, he a grandpa? He a whole, Mr. Was it grandpa still your mama or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So the two times I shot my shot, been very interesting outcomes. Mm-hmm. But um, again, so if you need a sign to be confident and shoot your shot, just go ahead and shoot your shot. Because uh, <laughs> again, you, you fail 100% of the shots you don't take. Sounds very cliche, but it's true. And so at least I know that I saw something that I wanted and I pursued it and the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Sorry if I took up a lot of time. (laughs) No, it's not that. No, I mean, I think, I think it's the moral of the tale here is, you know, be confident, shoot that shot. And regardless of the outcome, be satisfied that you did take that shot. Yes. You know? So I am satisfied, but yeah. So did you give any Valentine's day cards to anyone today? You know, because I'm not uh, physically at work currently uh, uh, until another week or so, Mm -hmm. I I don't, I don't have anyone to get Valentine's for. Normally though, each year I like to get all my colleagues um, little 
other chocolates or little cakes or little cards to give out to them. I'll even buy the ones that we used to give out as kids, right? From the little box. <laughs> he does. And he the cutest little pastries from, um, well, my favorite bakery is 85 degrees. So he has bought me pastries for Valentine's Day from 85 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are for the, my special favorite people that I like at work. And yes, I will distinguish Aww. who I like and who I don't like. So. <laughs> she started the pot. Right, well, you know, it's a fact. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to tell you outright I don't like you, but I don't have to give you something if I, you know, if you're not somebody I don't respect or don't like. I mean, that but is true. That is I true. do, but there are so many people I do like. So I have to go through several boxes of Valentine cards at work. So I think I usually end up buying about but uh, two to three boxes. So that's anywhere from 24 to 36 Valentine's. And I tend to give them all out. And because I, there's a lot of people where we work that I do like, and they, mm-hmm. and I'm appreciative of what their efforts at work, uh, regardless if they're just a colleague or they're mm-hmm. a friend of mine, but, you know, I do want to acknowledge them in some way that I appreciate them. But, um, but, you know, the doing the little kids Valentine's day packs reminds mm-hmm. me of when I was going through school and we used to give those out in grade school but you know if back in the day i believe these days when kids give them out they have to give them out equally to everyone in class because of the equity issue and and making things fair for everyone but back in the day we didn't have we all those laws went out the the door we didn't care we just gave them to who we wanted to give them to so that kind of made it of course some people were sad about that but then it was made it fun too because at the end of the day we all got together to count how many Valentine's cards we got. <laughs> well, see, that was, wasn't my experience. Um, I did go to a Christian school. So um, I think it was a policy that if you were going to bring Valentine's, you had to supply them for everyone in the class. So so. They were ahead of the curve. <laughs> they had inclusivity back in the day. <laughs> Without even knowing what it was. <laughs> nice I mean I didn't give out valentine cards per se um I did give out little mini boxes of chocolate mm-hmm. to all of my immediate colleagues yeah oh just to clarify I don't give out just the cheapy little card to everyone I give either a candy yeah. or some kind of snack with that so. full, full-size <laughs> candy bar I can attest <laughs> well I um did want to shout out a a shop for Black History Month Spotlight, which ties in to our Valentine's Day thing that we've been talking about all day um, because she has cute like Valentine boxes on her website. But the website is shopisraelia.com. And so the reason why I would like to shout her out for the Black History Month Spotlight is because I've seen this young lady grow up from uh, I won't say, well, preteen to now. And it's so great seeing her successful business up and running. And so her mom um, is the owner and operator of this um, event company called Play. So back in the, not even back in the day, but years ago, I used to go to Play events. And what they are is you'll have like a lounge type setting, but then you also have like board games set up and you have the giant Jenga set up, dominoes table, spades table, a DJ, shout out to DJ Colleen, my favorite DJ. (laughs) (laughs) But so it was something for everyone, right? So you may not dance, but you can like play Uno and listen to good music and have a drink. Or you may not want to play, you may just want to dance. So, I mean, it was called play, like an adult playground per se. 
And I remember like seeing Israel, I believe her name is Israel. <laughs> the, the shop name is Israelia, but I remember seeing Israel walk around and kind of assist her mom. But now she has her own uh, clothing store and it's successful and uh, her like niche, I guess, would be splash socks. And what these socks are, are their authentic Nike socks dyed with love. And then she sells them in cute bundles and the bundles are so cute. They so, are, she's creative. Yeah, well, they're all different shades, right? So she has cute shades of pink and reds and yellows and purples. And um, the boxes have chocolate and lashes and cute little snacks in them. But she also sells more than just the Valentine's Day themed boxes. She has really cute uh, merch on her site. She has clothing and accessories and shoes. So well, I saw something that was really funny. I think it was probably for Christmas time on one of her posts. She had a, a gift tag where you, it's, you know, to and from. Uh -huh. And the gift tag had Kanye on it. <laughs> and it said, I love you more than Kanye loves Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> which is it's so funny but you know Kanye loves himself a lot yeah. <laughs> talk about confidence I mean it's kind of misplaced in a way but yeah at least he's confident you can't he, accuse him of not being there confident. you go he has it so well I saw another um sticker on one of the boxes it said happy Valentine's Day let me touch your breast but it was KFC it was a kernel <laughs> so like you know a chicken that's breast. the kind of breast I can get down with <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's cute, you know? So shout out to shopisraelia.com. I'm so happy to see her business thriving. Um, hit her up on yeah. shopisraelia.com for some cute clothes, cute accessories, some merch, shoes, and then the splash socks. So I plan on grabbing a couple pair of splash socks to go with cute tennis shoes. And I can't wait to tag her to let her know that I'm supporting her. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, it's nice to see a young a uh, female entrepreneur of color. Yes, so. yes. So that's my Black History Month spotlight. So again, so, shopisraelia.com. You go, girl. I'm so happy for you. And I did see a video on her Instagram, uh, Shop Israelia, where she showed her process of dyeing her socks. And it was just exhausting to watch her. It was like vats of dye and dry, drying the socks in the dryer and just fluffing everything and packaging everything. She went through the whole process. It's, you know, good for her and to see the hard work she's putting into it and becoming successful. Yeah. So, well, and died with love and that has to be love because imagine mm -hmm. like go and purchase the socks and then unpackage them. And then, like you said, dye them in vats. <laughs> and then drive it. I'm just like, that's so time consuming. But the finished product is very beautiful and um, nothing I have seen before. Mm -hmm. So again, very proud of you, girl. So happy Black History Month. And thank uh, you for being part of our history. <laughs> what were you going to say? No, I was going to segue into saying that I could wear those socks while I sit down on the couch and watch Reacher. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, what, what color would you wear while watching Reacher? Uh, probably blood red because he beating up on people and people dying left and right in that oh show. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so violent. <laughs> well, please do share, tell me more. No, yeah, I mean, it is a violent show, but it's really a good mystery as well, full of action. And people might be familiar with Reacher 
because first it's based on um, Jack Reacher book series by Lee Child, the author Lee Child. But then also people might be familiar with um, the character because Tom Cruise did two movies uh, with that character. Mm -hmm. So you might know him from the uh, two movies that he's done, Reacher, and then there was a sequel to that as well. So the going into this new series, which is on Amazon Prime Video, um, you might have some familiarity with the character and you know mm -hmm. what kind of story to be in for. But I think they took the the action and the the violence to the next level. No, they heightened it. <laughs> they did on this series. I mean, but it's I don't think it's gratuitous just to be gratuitous. It does fit in with the setting of the characters and where they're at and the motivations and the story. Mm -hmm. There's some things that might, I mean, depending, I would just you know, I'm desensitized, so I'm not as yeah sensitive to these. I think Cam might be bothered by <laughs> some of the stuff. Like if you can't stand to see people's bones get broken and go out of place, you know, and <laughs> as long as I'm not eating, I think if I'm eating a meal, I can't, but if I'm not, then I'll be able to, to watch it and, and stomach it. I did see that. So the first episode premiered on February 4th. So not too long ago on Amazon Prime, Prime Video, but then it was already renewed on February 7th. Like three yeah. days later, <laughs> renewed for a second season. I'm like, dang, they wasted no time. Well, the the star, Alan Richson, who's an actor that I've followed for a long time and I really like him. He um, posted how Amazon the, the numbers on Amazon Prime were really high for its premiere. Okay, so I good. guess Amazon reacted right away and be like, well, we're going to give you all season two. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> three days later. I was like, okay, so that's a good sign. So yeah. But yeah, Alan Richardson is, he's great as a lead. I loved Tom Cruise as Reacher. I thought he was cool, but Alan mm -hmm. Richardson takes the character to another level and he's, he is Reacher for me. Yeah. And I, although I don't know, I've not read the book, so I don't know what he physically looks like in the books, mm -hmm. but his presence on screen is so uh, commanding and dominating because uh, he's just physically a large man in general. And yeah, he, he looks to be like over six foot and he kind of has that grittiness to him. Mm -hmm. And no, um, you know, I'm not taking any, anything away from Tom Cruise when he played the character, but, you know, Tom Cruise is like, oh, Tom Cruise. And you know how Hollywood thinks of Tom Cruise. And then you see Alan Richson. It's kind of different, you yeah. know? Yeah. So he's, he's much more of a presence on screen in terms of uh, physicality because Tom Cruise has also got a presence on screen as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I knew Alan Richardson since um, he debuted when I watched the series Smallville. Mm -hmm. uh, and he played, he actually played Aquaman. Oh, wow. Way, so, way back in the day. So he has some projects under, under, or on his resume, I should say. Yeah, well then people, I think people know him either from that or they know him from uh, this comedy that was on the now defunct Spike TV. I don't know if you remember Spike TV, but they had a show called Blue Mountain State and he was uh, a lead character in that. And he played this really dumb college jock, a football player. Um, and then Thad, I think his name is Thad. And then most recently before Reacher, a lot of fans will know him because he was in the series Titans, which is based off DC superhero comic. Mm -hmm. And he played Hawk. When I saw him debut as Hawk, I lost my mind because <laughs> Hawk and Dove are two characters I would never thought of would have be translated to the small screen or the big screen. Uh -huh. And just to see that happen and the way Alan played it so well, I just loved it. So, but when he left the series, I was really uh, disheartened by that, him leaving, but him coming back with Reacher as his next project and me loving it so much, yeah. I'm totally fine with that.
So. Good. Well, and I also saw that the series has Malcolm Goodwin. Mm-hmm. So he played an American gangster as Jimmy Z. So American Gangster, it's a really good movie if you have not seen it, which I'm pretty sure you have. It came out in 20 or 2007. Well, yeah, yeah. The Malcolm Goodwin is, uh, yeah, he, I think people know him from iZombie. Uh, mm. I don't know if you watch that. No, but... <laughs> I'm like, I know him from American Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I, I believe he was, yeah, iZombie. And then he played Clive and he was, and Rose McIver was the lead in iZombie. And she's the lead in Ghosts, which we talked about recently, which yeah. I love as well. All these connections. It's like, <laughs> circle playing five <laughs> degrees with kevin bacon without kevin bacon so <laughs> well i have to say also the young lead uh, the 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 lady the female lead in the series reacher who plays um roscoe conklin the officer mm-hmm. of the marvel police uh willa i think it was willa fitzgerald she does really great job at first i was like i don't know if i buy her but the more you watch her and the interactions with um reacher you can kind of buy her as a character and invest into her. And mm-hmm. so I, I, she, I, she got me invested pretty quickly within the first episode. But when you first look at her, you're like, mm, is she really a cop? You know, but she, well, she, she grew on a, you. She did. And she was yeah. able to, she, she was able to match um, Reacher's energy. So well, good. happy to hear that. Well, and- I, I'm sorry. Like I have to say shout out to Kristen Kreck also, who is also uh, it, uh, she's a minor character in the series, but she, uh, I loved her from the series Smallville as well, where Alan was, so she knew Alan from Smallville because she, she acted with him years ago when he was on that, but she was one of the main leads as Lana Lang in Smallville. Oh. So, so it's funny to see her in this project and it's kind of flipped now. He's the big star when she was the big star back in the day. Hey, they're both working and that's all oh, that no, matters. That's a, yes, they've been, <laughs> they've been consistently working and that's what matters in Hollywood, regardless if you're well-known or not, is that you're always working. Yes. So, well, thank you for that. And I want to let our listeners know if there's something that you think we should be watching, right? Please let us know. DM us on our Instagram. And what's our Instagram, boo? Bougie booze. At bougie booze. Yes. So... Look forward to hearing from you. So anything else before we get out of here? I think that's enough for people today. (laughs) You've been chatty Cathy's today. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's like, if anything, they got a little primer and lesson on confidence. There you go. So, And it's a, it's a good appropriate time. I mean, they're going to hear this after Valentine's Day, but you could always do this regardless of Valentine's Day or not. If there's somebody that interests you out there, shoot your shot like shoot, you did. Shoot your shot. And confidence is always in style. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be related to relationship. Just be confident in who you are. Yes. People will feel that, just Mm -hmm. project that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's that energy, that positive energy you put out there, hopefully, because if you're confident and not in an arrogant way, people will read that. Like, because I, I, the way I talk about myself, people could often say, they could say that I'm arrogant, but people don't read that energy from me. They just know that I just uh, know my own self-worth basically. And, you know, so there is a difference, but there's a fine line, right? But Cam and I are at that point where we just know who we are. And once you know that, you can go forth and and project positive, good energy. And people feel that and they respond to that in a a similar way. Yes, I agree. All of the above. What he said. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then even if you're even if we're bougie, which we are, people don't take it the wrong way. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being bougie and confident. <laughs> so all right, well till next time, booze, be bougie. And remember, you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie. Bye. Bye.